Hello, welcome, welcome. Um, just want to welcome everybody this morning um, to our service um, here in Medway. Um, it's a, a, a it's like a bit of an international service, isn't it? People from all over the place. Um, yeah, welcome, and God bless you at this very strange and challenging time. Um, I I really believe the Lord has something to to speak to you about this morning. I'm here in my front room. I'm trying to show the the neatest wall without any distractions on it. But you know, um, I pray that the word of God really penetrates your hearts and that everybody who will hear the word will receive something today um, and, and that God will really bless and touch you this morning. I know we've prayed already, but I'm gonna pray again and just ask the Lord just to speak through me. Um, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will just move in your hearts as the word goes out today. Just join me as I pray and um, yeah. Father, I just pray for your wisdom right now. Lord, that your word will go out with power and authority. That Father, in every household, in every room across this nation, Lord, will be blessed and will be touched. Lord, those who usually join us and those who are, are with us today visiting, Father, I pray that they will be in tune with your word. They will be in tune with your spirit. And that, Father, in the name of Jesus, you will really touch their hearts. Father, I pray every word that comes from my mouth will make sense. Lord, will touch the hearts of those who are hearing my voice and that your spirit will do the speaking. May your word go forth with power and authority, even at this time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, it's, it has been a, a very strange few weeks and um, challenging at times working from home and having to go in um, can be a little bit of, of a challenge, but God has been gracious and God has been good. And I was wondering, you know, as I was preparing, you know, what the Lord had to lay on my heart. And I think, you know, for me, one of the most important things about a time like this and an important thing about the church is just about how we stay connected as a community, how as a community we can continue to impact as we know that our uh, our thing at the moment um, across the CLF churches is um, impact, how we impact um, our communities, how we impact um, our, our, our friends, our families. How can we do that in a way that's relevant and purposeful? And then we find ourselves in a situation right now where um, many of us are unable to go out. Many of us are on lockdown. Some of us are are maybe struggling. Um, some of us may have lost jobs. Some of us may be in circumstances and situations where we never ever felt or believed we would find ourselves. But you know what? In all of this, in everything that is happening, is my 100% belief that God remains in control. And I want to share with you today just what I felt God was talking to us about as a church and and this is how we as a community 
can continue to stay connected. The importance of being a community that stays connected, an importance that will allow the Holy Spirit and allow God to move within this nation, even in our circumstance and even in our situation today. So how do we maintain in this time a real move of community to maintain connectivity and action, which is the role and the purpose of God? I want us just to turn our Bibles um, to uh, John chapter 15. Um, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 8. If you can follow me, that would be great. Um, yeah, let me read that. It says, Then Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father takes care of the vineyard. He removes every one of my branches that doesn't produce fruit. He also prunes every branch that does produce fruit to make it produce more fruit. You are already clean because of what I have told you. Live in me and I will live in you. A branch cannot produce any fruit by itself. It has to stay connected to the vine. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who live in me while I live in them will produce a lot of fruit. But, but you can't produce anything without me. Whoever doesn't live in me is thrown away like a branch and dries up. Branches like this are gathered thrown into a fire and burned. If you live in me, <clears throat> if you live in me and what I say lives in you, then ask for anything you want and it will be yours. You give glory to my father when you produce a lot of fruit and therefore show that you are my disciples. This is a, a real scripture just talking about how we need to be connected to the vine, how we need to stay attached to Christ in every situation. And because of that connection, it will allow us to continue to bear fruit. It will allow us co to continue to grow. Um, but most of all, that aspect of bearing fruit and growing fruit allows us to be effectively impacting those around us and those in the world. Now, there are aspects which come in the way. There are things that get in the way of this, such as the times that we're in right now, such as the, the situations that we find ourselves. But you know, as long as we stay connected, the word says, as long as we are in the vine and we are hearing and doing the things that is required by the vine, we won't have those challenges or those challenges, not necessarily we won't have those challenges, but those challenges won't be as, as, as challenging as we, as we think. Thank you.
can you imagine my son's coming to give me water? <clears throat> Cheers. Um, so I want to go through a few things that I I received from the Lord um, um, just around this, just to encourage you, just to try and lift you up. Um, but most of all, try to give you some just practicalities around what we can do in this time, rather than just kind of sitting in our um, in our homes and, and, and kind of just getting on and, and being unconnected to everything around us. There are things that I believe the Lord is talking to us about that we can do even now to connect with our community, even now to combat any aspects of loneliness, to combat any aspects of depression, any aspects of low mood, every aspect of fear. God has brought us into this community for such a time as this, for such a time as now. We are together. We are together watching this um, uh, 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 this service. You know, um, I spoke to a few friends who um, are not having services like this. They're not able to connect online like this and have a service and be connected to their friends and families. They're not able to be connected to the people that they um, 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 gain encouragement and power from. So I count it a privilege, you know, um, to be able to sit here, share with you the word, share with you what I believe God is saying to us, but also encourage you and get encouragement from you all. Okay, so for me, one thing about community is that it encourages each other. The importance of community is to encourage and empower each other. Now more than ever, we need to meet, we need to pray, and we need to have a real sense um, and ability to encourage each other across this community. Now, we believe and, and, and we understand that no matter where we are in the world, no matter how or, or who or, or where we are, that Christ is the center of all aspects. And through him, through prayer, through standing in faith, we believe that we will and we shall overcome this season and this period. Now, I know there's many theories banging around, lots of conspiracy theories and lots of things happening in the world around different things. But you know what? There's one thing that stays constant, and that's Jesus. Jesus is our main constant. He's the current constant denominator in all of these things. And no matter what happens, no matter what has happened, and no matter what will happen, he will remain the same. Amen. The word says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the community encourages and empowers. And in Galatians 6 verse 2, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the laws of Christ. What does that mean? How do we in this circumstance and situation become effective bearers of each other's burdens? Now, there's many ways and there's many things that um, can be considered as burdens. For one person, a burden is, 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 is nothing, you know, or, or someone's burden compared in another person's eye isn't a burden. 
And these are the reasons and these are the things and this is how we can bear each other up. You know, prayer is one thing, but we have a, a, a real ability practically to be able to support. As you know, we have many um, online WhatsApp groups. We have many ways to connect. One of the ways I've been connecting recently is this um, app. What's it called? House Party. Been a great app. It's been a, a great way to connect with others around the world, not just in the UK, not just within our church, but people around the world where we're able to discuss and talk. We're able to have have fellowship and, and, and play games. These things are massively important, especially to our members who who may be older, who who aren't able to get out or, or buy, who may be in isolation, those who may be stuck because of illness and sickness, because they have underlying conditions, which if they go out, they're more susceptible. We need to be an active church, you know, to make an impact. You can't be still to make an impact. You can't just sit and observe. An impact has to come through action. Encouragement is not a simple act of looking and seeing. An impact of encouragement is a way of, of, of moving into action, whether it's talking, whether it's sharing, whether it's being able to drop something around at someone's house. You know, yesterday um, I was... Um, 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 just, just staring out of my bed. I was asleep a little bit longer than I should have been. Well, I don't know. I was resting really, but um, I, I received a phone call and and, and I, I took the call and, and I was so blessed. You know, um, someone had phoned and and just asked me if I needed anything. And they were at the shops. They were at ASDA. And when I asked him how. <clears throat> how long this queue was. This queue was going for at least a mile or so. It was absolutely crazy. But in that situation and in that circumstance, that individual took time out in order to think about me and my needs, the needs of my family. And this is the call to action that we need. We need to be continually thinking about those around us, continually thinking about those who, who, who are are in need, those who are our brothers and sisters. Taking time to be uh, uh, Christians of action is a key thing that we need to do in encouraging today. You know, I, I, I've been able, um, by God's grace, to be getting out and, and going for walks, taking Boris's um, 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 advice of getting exercise, as you can see. I need it, but um, been able to go around and just take a walk around. And, and part of that, I felt the Holy Spirit just encouraging me just to knock on people's doors, just to, 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 to um, um, share and, and, and just to say hello. You know, as much as we're in our houses, the reality is we can still share with each other the love and the grace of the kingdom. Um, <clears throat> The scriptures in Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25 says this, and let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from our worship meetings as some habitually do, but encourage each other and all the more 
as you see that they draw near, look, all these conspiracy theories, all these things talking about the kingdom of God coming and revelations is coming now. Yes, it is. But it was the same as when we were able to meet together in the house of the Lord. Jesus is coming is a fact. We know, we believe this fact. Yes, it feels fearful, it feels scary that all the things that are in the Bible seem to be coming to life. But you know what? We can still do the work of the Lord. These things shouldn't paralyze us into our prayer closets only. They should empower us to pray and continue to do action. As I was walking around, I knocked on a few doors of people that I knew just to encourage them. I practiced my social distancing, trust me. So I knocked the door and just spent 15, 20 minutes talking at a distance, sharing for members of our church as well as members who aren't in our church, just encouraging them that Christ is still alive. And in this situation, we need to pray. We need to galvanize and we need to be together. Showing love like that person who went and got certain things for me at the shops is an easy way to show how Christ um, was an example. I wanna encourage us to meet um, on our online meetings, on our prayer meetings. Um, I wanna encourage us to, to, to video chat to each other, to share where possible, to phone each other. Don't allow Corona to be a, a, an issue. You know, don't allow the rules in the aspect of, of stopping people meeting um, and be a way for us to disconnect from each other. It's really important for us to continue and to encourage each other. The next point um, I want to make is this, that community builds unity. As a community united, there are so many things we can achieve. There are so many things we can push through. There are so many things we can do in order to shift the atmosphere, but most of all, bring people into the kingdom of God, bring people into a place where we can share with them the love of Christ, disciple those who aren't very long in the kingdom of God. Unity brings a clear opportunity for revival. It brings a clear opportunity for us to take stock of where we're at personally in our lives, but also to be able to go out and see and fulfill the mandate of Christ. Acts chapter nine, verse 31 says this, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit it increased in number. I must admit, when I found this scripture, it really spoke out to me. It really spoke to me about a time in Acts when the church was able to stop, when the church was able to enjoy a time of peace. And in that time, they didn't 
they didn't just kind of stop things and 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 wallow they used that time to strengthen each other they used that time to encourage each other they used that time to build and strengthen now let's not be fooled just because that scripture talked about peace there we know that the church at that time was persecuted the church at that time was being hunted the Acts church had to meet secretly in homes, marking the doorposts with the signs of fish, the Ichthus fish, in order to, 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 to know who was and who wasn't. Let me tell you this, we are entering a time where this will be the case. I don't know about you guys, even before Corona, it was becoming increasingly hard for me to, to stand as a, as a Christian in my workplace, being able to stand for the values that I believed in because of the assertions and the thoughts of others. We are coming closer to a time where it's gonna be difficult for us to walk the streets, to share the name of Jesus. We need to use this time. We need to gather and galvanize ourselves in this time in order to gain strength let me read that scripture again then the church throughout judea galilee and samaria enjoyed a time of peace and in that peace what did they do they were strengthened brothers and sisters i want to implore you in this time of peace it may not feel like it fully but you know what we're never ever going to get a time like this, maybe not in our lifetime, where we will be able to sit in our homes, where we will have the opportunity to build family, where we'll have the opportunity to study the word uninterrupted. Yes, we might still be working from home, but trust me, in the hour that it takes you to drive to work, in the half an hour it takes you to get home from work, in the time that you will use to 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 do work after work. We won't get this time where actually we can stop and think, stop and build again. It's very, very unlikely. Let us strengthen ourselves, strengthen ourselves through prayer. Let's strengthen ourselves through the word. And you know what? The church was built. The church was established through Christ and by Christ for us to build through prayer and through the word to encourage and to empower each other. The scripture continues to say, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Let us build ourselves and encourage ourselves through understanding the word, through the fear of the word, the revelation of God, is the fear and understanding of the word. He reveals to us his word in order to allow us to move forward. And because of these things, because of what we're gonna do, because of how we're encouraging each other, because of how we're united through prayer, what will happen? It will increase our numbers across the world. It will increase our numbers in terms of our church. I believe as we continue to have these services online, as we continue to meet together, 
that our church in Medway specifically will grow. I believe that it will grow because people will see, people are hungry. People are hungry, people are scared, people are frightened. But their fear and their, their frightenedness is not of the Lord. And we need to help them to understand that the only fear they need to have is fear of the Lord. But that fear of the Lord brings peace and it brings encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Unity, um, unity also builds connection in different avenues and mediums. Now, the reality is we have all this technology. We have all these things that God has implied. And I believe God creates. The enemy destroys. The Bible says the enemy comes not but to kill, to steal and to destroy. I believe God gives us these opportunities to connect via the phone, to connect via the Internet, to connect via all these different mediums in order to see his kingdom advance. Let us not ridicule the things that we can use in order to see the kingdom advanced. Yeah, there were various things going on in terms of <clears throat> what the government are doing. But you know what, as I said before, the main and the most common denominator in all of this is the kingdom of God, is that God will be here far longer than anything that the government of the world will put in place. I want us to turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 to 27 and it talks about as a community we are one at many parts it reads the human body has many parts but the many parts make up one whole body so it is with the body of christ some of us are jews some are gentiles some are slaves and some are free but we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body, because I am not an eye. Would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? But our bodies are many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part, yes. There are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with our greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, 
So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each one of us is part of it. One of the things I've, I've really been encouraged about in terms of the sense of unity is just our ability to galvanize and encourage each other. I've been encouraged by just how resourceful we have been as a church and as a body, different people doing different things to empower, different people phoning and sharing different things to encourage. And I want us to continue. I want us to continue actively doing these things. You know, it's great to see Toro um, doing her, 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 her the things that she um, um, is encouraging others to do online. Um, other members in other churches, Afriye and, and different people doing various different things in order to encourage and stimulate the body. We continue to have our Bible studies. We continue to have words of encouragement um, from different people. Guys, we are made up of different things. We all have different abilities and different skills, but we have one factor that unites us all, and that's Christ. Now, another aspect that is important is that the community is a catalyst for the move of the Holy Spirit. As I said before, as we unite, as we come together, the Holy Spirit will move and change will come. The Holy Spirit is a catalyst to transforming this nation. However, it's not until we're together and united that that change will come. Again, as we see in Acts, when they were in the upper room in Acts 1, and Christ instructed them to do one thing. Well, it was more than one thing, but it was one specific thing, that they should come together, they should unite, and they should wait. And it was that waiting. It wasn't until everybody was in that room that was meant to be in that room that the Holy Spirit came with fire and with tongues. In order for us to see a move of the Holy Spirit, we as a church and as a community here in Medway and across the world have to be ready to be united. We have to be ready to wait on the Lord in order to see the move of the Holy Spirit revive this nation. Revival is imminent. I believe it. I know that God is doing something. I know that God is moving. And no matter what the enemy might use or might cause, no matter how many people die, God will do something miraculous in order to show himself strong in this situation. Don't get me wrong, the deaths of many, and, and it's really hard when these deaths are becoming closer and more personal when we hear of people we know losing loved ones, the tragedy in all of it is that they do not know Christ or they may not know Christ. Our role and our job, even in this circumstance, even now more than ever, is to see the harvest 
um, um, reaped. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to see the kingdom of God advanced at this time. Community has an opportunity to pray. We have an opportunity to build and strategize for God's spirit to move as churches around the world connect in ways never before envisaged and in manners that are new and innovative. It's not new for churches to stream online, but what is different and what is, 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 is strange is that every church at this moment is unable to meet together physically. May the Lord help us to use these situations in order to, to be innovative at this time. I've seen a few YouTube videos where churches have galvanized and, and done that whole kind of drive-in cinema thing where people have preached from their cars and people are social distancing in their cars. If that sees many come to Christ, I pray it will grow. We've seen people preaching where they've got an audience from the back of their cars setting up a speaker in the street and just preaching the word of God. We've seen many things come to fruition. The internet has never been used so much in this time. Let us flood their Facebooks and the internets with the word of God. Let us empower and see a move of the Holy Spirit. I want to move on quickly. My time is going. Just as we continue, in, in order for a revival to come, something has to, to change and something has to die and something has to shift in the atmosphere. What are the things that we are going to chop away? As I read earlier in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8, even though we are connected to the vine, if we are not fruitful, what happens? We get chopped off. We get, we start to wither. The vine dresser who is God starts to take away the things that are not benefit, are not benefiting the vine. Let us be, continue to be fruitful. Let us continue to be men and women who are producing fruit, even in this time. Now, one of the things that strikes me about that scripture is this, is that even though some things are getting cut away, those that producing fruit who are being pruned are also being cut down. But that cutting down, that, that heartache, that challenge, those things that cause us to, to run to the prayer room, maybe it is this whole corona situation that is moving us to pray more than we've prayed before. But what is that going to do? Pruning helps to encourage fruit. Pruning helps to produce fruit. That is the main reason for pruning. It's not to increase the size of the, the vine. It's actually to increase the production of fruit. It feels like we are being pruned in this challenging time. 
how are we going to respond? How are we going to respond to what the vine dresser is doing? Are we going to sit and die in our homes because we are unable to be productive? Or are we going to move and ask the Holy Spirit to use us? Ask the Holy Spirit to encourage us. Are we going to come together and galvanize via the internet, via these mediums in order to grow, in order to sustain and in order to move because God has allowed us this time to stop, find peace, to strengthen and encourage each other and build in terms of the kingdom. I want us to pray. I want us to pray specifically for where we are and what we are as I end this session. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. I want us to pray for us as a church and the churches across all the nations. I want us to ask God through the various church um, communities to overwhelm and flood the atmosphere across the world, shifting the spirit of death and discourse to a spirit of life because of how we are united as churches and communities across the world. I want us to pray that the spirit of God will flood the world with the spirit of love, the fruits of the spirit, love, compassion, selflessness, and peace for them and peace for those who are lost and i want us to pray that through this new life through this situation new life will be birthed out of this current crisis just join me as i pray father i just pray right now for your word your word that is life will flow across the world father i pray we will start as a community here in Medway and those connected through us, um, wherever they may be, in Yorkshire, in, in Ireland, Father, in, in London. Father, I pray that we will galvanize and be encouraged. We will unite and strengthen each other, encourage each other. But most of all, we will go out and show that, Father, you are the common denominator. You are the thing that binds everything together. And you are God through your love, through your peace, and through your Holy Spirit will bring us out victorious in this time of crisis. I pray for those who have lost loved ones. I pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will touch them and fill them at this time. And that Lord, even this situation will bring people together to a place where they will know you and understand your work and you will reveal to them your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.